0: After failing to reach the final for two consecutive years, one of those even sending a former Eurovision winner, in 2013 Israel decided to send a big ballad in Hebrew. The singer was supported by the greatest artists in the country and could pick and choose from a plethora of songs, but the final choice was made by another Eurovision winner. Also, she came first with the Israel jury and second with the televoters. Could this become anything but a success? This is the story of a young and heavy singer with gigantic glasses and an enormous costume-made dress who couldn't quite be herself in Malmö, and now, eight years later, has made massive changes to a life journey. A big thank you goes out to my friend Gilad who put me in contact with today's guest, Muran Massot, who bravely and generously invites us all to her life story in Eurovision Legends with your always curious host and Israel-file Emil Groem le Legends Veshalom, Shalom Moran
1: Shalom Emil. Ma Oh,
0: amazing.
1: <laughs> How are you? Good, thank you. How should I say it in your language? You should teach me. Jag mal bra. Jag mal bra.
0: Oh, you learn quick. Yeah? I'm
1: I'm trying. I'm doing my best. You know.
0: <laughs> I've heard from our mutual friend, Giladia and I, that you are a very funny girl and very positive. So I've really been looking forward to this chit chat.
1: Oh, thank you. I was working so hard about it to be a positive girl. Since the Eurovision, you know, I'm trying to <laughs> think positive uh, all the time. But no, I, I've always been a funny person just because I think I grew up fat. I was a fat lady, a fat girl and a fat teenager and a fat everything. And you know, since I was a child, uh, I've learned to to make fun of it, not of me, but of it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my humor sense is uh, very uh, developed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I understand. I would like to begin with some quick questions to get to know you better. What do you say about that? I agree. First memory from watching the Eurovision Song Contest?
1: Okay, so my first time was in 1998. When Dana won the Eurovision, so cosmic. It was amazing. I remember myself, I was seven years old, and I remember myself, like, watching the TV, my parents behind me, like, going crazy, crazy for the winning of Dana. Yeah. And everybody in Israel was crazy. And
0: Believe me, I went Balagan too when Dana won. What a victory. What yeah. a victory.
1: Yeah, epic. Such a happy moment that I wanted to take part of it, and, and I, I, I remember myself telling to my mom, "I want to be a part of it too when I grow up. I want to be on this stage. I want to represent my country and make them proud of me, and make them proud of themselves because they can, they they should be proud, Israel." Yeah. So it was my dream since I was seven, and uh, when Doron Madali came to me uh, with a proposal to. Take part of the pre-Eurovision song contest. It was just a yes, 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 yes. Immediately, where I sign in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> best song from Israel in Eurovision ever. Mm, I would say, you
1: know, I'm 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 torn between uh, the best song and the best performance. Okay. That's not the same person. You
0: can say them both.
1: Mm, okay, so I will. I think the best song would be Eisham ah, by Ilanit.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that would be the
0: best song ever, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, beautiful song.
1: Best performance will be Shiri, my mom, definitely. Mm. Absolutely.
0: And what a dress.
1: And what a dress. And we were born at the same day, Shiri and I. And and, uh, we have 10 years uh, between Shiri and me, but the same day, 17th of May.
0: Least favorite song from Israel in Eurovision?
1: Oh, I hate that part.
0: <laughs> you can say pass.
1: No, I won't because, <laughs> you know, that's part of our history. I would say Sameach. Ping pong. <laughs> yes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry and, and you know I would say Ding Dong also
0: Ah, oh, it's by Dana Ding Dong Say no more I hear silent prayers
2: And it's making me High And
1: fly I know where to go And I'm coming now You know she shouldn't have climbed back
0: no, I totally agree. But to be honest, I remember from my childhood watching ping pong in 2000, I was a fan. I really loved what they were doing there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I, I really didn't understand that. I was a little child and I, and I was watching the TV and I didn't understand where are the lyrics, where is the song, what's the rhyme, what's the... I, I, what? <laughs> I mean, what? Yeah. I'm so sorry. That's my least favorite. <laughs> uh,
0: I believe many people agree with you there. Uh, sorry. Who should have won Eurovision but didn't? Me. Great answer. Yes. Who should not have won Eurovision but did?
1: Oh, so many! <laughs> <laughs> oh God, so many! <laughs> oh, the, the monsters from uh, Ukraine or whatever, Finland, and Finland. I'm so sorry. And uh, you know what? <laughs> so, my, so many, really. But, but you know, they were innovative and creative and brought new stuff to the table to yeah. the Eurovision stage. So, everything happens for a reason.
0: Who got your vote in this year's final in Eurovision? France. She was amazing. Yeah?
1: She was incredible.
0: Last quickie, favorite country in Eurovision, besides Israel?
1: I would say, uh, I don't know, maybe Sweden or Italy, because Italy brought so many good songs in the last few years. But Sweden is doing it for the, (laughs) 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 you know, for so long. But I, I would say Sweden because my Eurovision was in Sweden also. So I'll give them that. That's such a nice country.
0: Great. We are up and running.
1: Yes. Amazing. In
0: 2011, 20 years old, you won the Israeli reality show Eyal Gulan* is Calling You, a TV show yeah. where they search for the next Misrahi music singer. Oh, I
1: like it when you say Mizrahi (laughs) Okay
0: (laughs) Uh, And although I'm very familiar to this music genre I believe that many of the listeners don't have a clue what I'm talking about now So please, Moran, describe to us what kind of a reality show this was And what Mizrahi music is
1: Okay, so I would start by saying that Eyal Golan is uh, the most famous singer in Israel Yeah Not only in the mizrahi genre the mizrahi is uh is basically a, an um, middle eastern music like uh, a touch of uh, arabic with moroccan with a little bit of uh, polish and a little, that's so israeli you know that's uh, that's so eastern yeah and that's so uh, that's so israeli that's so ours i think that Basically, we Israelis uh, came from a lot of uh, countries and because of that, we made uh, a music that it, it just symbolized our uh, history and us. So Eyal Golan um, is a really, really famous singer, like the most famous singer in Israel and the best one, I should say. He really didn't get to nothing because of his, uh, I don't know, beauty or charm. He's he's a really talented guy. And he made a reality show, which uh, was looking for the next um, Israeli singer. And since then, you know, (laughs) my world changed upside down. And I thank Eyal Golan so much about it. We're still friends, even though I'm not signing his uh, company anymore. But we're still good friends and uh, we see each other uh, sometimes and he's such a great guy to consult with and to, um, to make a, a career. I really appreciate him about it. He gave me a lot of tools to face that world.
0: Personally, I love Eyal Golan's music and I was disappointed when the, Israel didn't choose him to be the Interval Act in Eurovision 2019. Mm. Though, though I loved uh, Idan Raichel too, but I thought they would choose Eyal Golan
1: You know what? <laughs> I really don't know what to say about it because maybe they they suggested to him to take part of that, but mm. maybe he didn't want it to. Uh, you know what? This could be an option. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a really he's, he really is the best in my opinion. He
2: all made like, baby, come on, let's go!
0: 2013, you took part in the Israeli really pre selection for Eurovision with the song Rakbish Vilor, composed by Chen Harari and with lyrics mm-hmm. by Gal Sarig.
1: Yes, we are saying it great.
0: Oh, great. So <laughs> about. Uh, was this the only song that was presented for you, or could you choose from several songs?
1: Oh, you know what? Eyal Golan introduced me to Doron Madali. Yeah. And he wanted us to work together on my uh, first album. Yeah. That came out uh, after I got back from the Eurovision. And um, at the first meeting of uh, Doron Madali and I, we were listening to songs from my uh, email, songs that uh, people sent to my email. And they were packed there for like a year. And they were like, 200 songs <laughs> seriously yeah and the really has the the ear and the ability to to hear a few words and just say if this song is suitable for me or not uh really in 10 seconds he can tell if this song can be something or not yeah and that's a great ability uh for someone to work with And I really appreciate him about it because he recognized Ragbish Vilo from like the first word. He just thought it it can be a great song on me. It it didn't even sound that way, you know? When I received Ragbish Vilo, when I got it, when I first listened to it, if Doron wasn't beside me and telling me, you know what, that's a great song, you should take it, you should do it, you should go to the pre-revision elections, I really, I don't know if I... If I would choose Rachbiş Filo, oh my God, I, I I can't believe I just said it, but <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: but I really but please,
1: appreciate.
0: But please, how how do you still have the demo of uh, Rachbiş Of course,
1: <laughs> I have everything.
0: Do you think we can
1: hear it? I can send it to you. Yes, I will send it to you. No
3: problem. <laughs> <laughs> I am a man <laughs> but among the two hundred
0: songs was there any specific song that you would have wished you had competed with instead
1: yes of course um moldova's song you remember that song or the lady with the dress that comes yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. oh oh, on me yeah this one i wanted that song like i remember myself listening to that song and see that performance on stage and i'm like why is that song not mine? <laughs> <laughs> That's not okay. You know what? That's not okay. And I, and I remember I even wanted to do that song in Hebrew, and it was so complicated, so we gave up on that. Hmm. But it was a great song, and a great singer, of course, and a great performance with the dress and everything that she comes up and burns. And, I don't know. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. She was great. <laughs>
0: Rackbisch uh, Wille, directly translated to English, means only for him. And yes. wasn't there a heartbreaking love story there in your life?
1: Of course it was. Um, yes, Rackbisch uh was about my ex-boyfriend my first love my you know then at the time he was my biggest love and we broke up a few months before uh before the eurovision and i really thought you would hear that the song and come back and something like like a disney fairy tale will happen and i don't know i don't know what 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 i was thinking you know but it didn't and (laughs) And uh, you know, I, it was it was really connecting me to the lyrics and the story and all everything around. Uh, I really thought about him all the time on stage. Uh, you know, when I got off stage, and he didn't come back. <laughs> a really nice person and they really wanted him to come back but now i'm in a great relationship thank god ah yes <laughs> after i was like 10 years of s- is single yeah between ragbish and like a year ago i was single uh all these years and it was so 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 hard for me i, I love to love I really want to. I have so much love to to give and and I cook and I and I organize stuff and I'm, I'm such a great lady, you know. <laughs> and I didn't understand why why is everyone like escaping and like didn't want to to take part of it with me.
2: Yeah.
1: Um and I was just waiting for the for the perfect one, for the one.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, you just need one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it was so hard. It was so tough to find him. But thank God I met my boyfriend in the Corona year. It was a tough thing to, to know somebody when you're at your home, you cannot go to restaurants or movies or outside or to the beach or nothing. You just have to be at your house and know each other. Yeah, And it was so, so hard and so big, but great stuff came from it. Thank God we're moving in together right now. We're Mm. looking for an apartment. And I'm so thankful for that year. You know, great stuff happened in the corona year. Besides the music and everything, my heart opened up again. And that's amazing for me.
0: Lovely to hear. Marcel, talk to you both. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we go back to the pre-selection. I don't know. How, I don't know how many songs were submitted, but I do know that thirty songs competed during three semifinals, and yes. your composition was the last song in the third semifinal. And in Sweden, we call this the pimp slot, as it usually reserved for the most interesting and anticipated act.
1: Mm, thank you. <laughs> I really didn't thought I was the anticipated act. No. Uh, you know, I really believed in Radwys Vilow. I know, I knew I was capable of winning. It just depended on the song and the vocals and how should I perform it. But I really, I knew it. I believed in myself and in my in my yeah, team, and I really believed in Radwys Vilow.
0: Yeah.
1: But you know what? That's not on your hands. Can, you cannot uh, control on the on the jury, on the judges, on the on the audience. That's not in your hands, but I did my best, and I'm so so happy that we actually made it. Yeah, and we, and it happened, and we won. <laughs> it was amazing. But thirty songs is a lot, a lot.
0: <laughs> did you watch all the semifinals yourself?
1: Yes, ah. of course. Are you crazy? I had, uh, <laughs> wanted to know who's competing against me, where I should beat. Yeah, and you know I had very good friends with me on that semifinal. And it was so hard. Yeah. Yes, Kathleen Reiter, she's my sister, you
0: know, and didn't, she was... Didn't uh, did she withdrew? What? Didn't she withdrew from the contest?
1: <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Uh, she dropped uh, She dropped out, yeah. Yes, um, it, was, uh, it wasn't because of her. It was because of uh, her managers at that time. Uh, That convinced her to do it because they didn't know if she was going to win or not. Mm. But she was saying that it doesn't matter if she will win or not. That's a competition, and you should take responsibility of the fact that you can lose. Yeah. But you know, she's so such a good friend of mine, Katnine, and we spoke uh, on the phone like the night before, and she was like, "Beat the hell out of them! Do it! (laughs) Do it for me! Do it for you! Just do it!" Yeah and and we did it that was amazing
0: do you think she would have been the hardest competitor if she would have competed
1: no 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 i'm so sorry no <laughs> But I, you know what? I thought the the hardest competitor was um, the guy on the wheelchair. I'm so sorry, I cannot remember his name. Oh my God!
0: Yes. Uh, uh, Ron Weinreich.
1: Yes, Ron Weinreich. Yes, he was the biggest competitor, I think.
0: Yeah, you earned exactly the same amount of points from the jury, 64 points to be exact. You see? Yeah.
1: I know what I was talking
2: about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to
1: And he really is a great singer, you know, he yeah. had a great performance, uh, not only because he was on a wheelchair, because he really dragged me in the song. I, I was really like hypnotized by him and he was very charismatic and he's such a nice person and I really enjoyed him. I really enjoyed the the act and him as a person. Yeah. So whoever won, you know, it was good for me.
0: I actually watched all the semi finals too, and I remember that it was many great songs. And I remember that I especially liked Sarit Avitan, and she performed oh. it with the song Mon Amour. But she said I didn't perform it very well on the show, so she flopped. Oh, I was so sorry. Yeah, she for didn't her.
1: make it to the final, no, right?
0: No.
3: No.
1: She's such a great kid, you know. She's such a great person. She's not a kid anymore. We grew up so much. (laughs) But she's a great singer and she's so beautiful. Very pretty. And yeah, I agree. It was a great song. But uh, the performance was uh, very anxious. I don't know. She couldn't control her feelings at that moment. Yeah.
0: He's amazing. The win was chosen by an expert jury and text message from votes from the viewers. And Among the people from the expert jury, we find the Eurovision legends Ilanit, Dasda Dekel, Moshe Datz, Ella Trim, and Zvika Pik. Yes. The latter who voted completely different from all the others and gave you zero points.
1: Who gave me zero points? Zvika Pik. Really? Yeah. Oh, he was jealous. Was he? so sorry he was jealous no as you know i won the competition how <laughs> come you gave me zero points at least give me one i don't know Just for that. i don't know why he get i didn't even remember that you know you know so much stuff about me that i don't know myself <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's <was> amazing <laughs> um i think he was jealous
0: <laughs> <laughs> well I, bu- I buy that explanation Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> and one f- more funny fact is that by the SMS votes, Shani Samir yes. yeah, got the most votes, but she earned zero points from the expert jury.
1: Yes, but um, I think Shani Samir bought the votes. Mm. Um, there was a big issue in Israel afterwards that she blamed me uh, and Eyal Golan for buying votes. And hmm. actually Eyal Golan never bought any votes or nothing in his life. And <laughs> he doesn't need to. No. Um, and and she blamed us for buying votes. And uh, I think a month after, the, the TV company uh, showed up. The IBA, yes. Uh, they showed up with an article that she was buying the votes. Hmm. And it was so embarrassing for her. I feel so sorry about her for doing that stuff because losing is not a happy experience. You know, it's not nice to lose. But people should know that when they come to a competition, to compete,
0: yeah,
1: probably they're going to lose because there is one winner, only one. And between 30 competitors, there can be only one winner. So yeah. you should lose, but with your head up high, yeah. you know, lose with dignity if yeah. you are losing. But I feel so sorry about her, you know, because since then I haven't heard about it, about her. And I think she probably lost her career because of that. And that so, so sad. Forever,
2: all of all together, yeah. I love you forever.
0: What was it like to win for you?
1: It was a dream coming true, you know. It was my dream since I was a little kid to go to up on that stage, that huge stage, and represent my country, and, and to make them proud of me, and to make my parents proud, and to make myself proud of myself. That was such an important thing for me. I'm honored to do that, you know. I was so, so honored to be chosen and, That was the only thing I was thinking about, that my dream actually came true. And since then, I decided I'm going to make all my dreams come true. I don't know if it will be today, tomorrow, in one year, in 10 years, but I
0: can and I will. What happened after this victory? I mean, in Israel.
1: In Israel, uh, people really liked the song, but I think um, people didn't understand me as Moran. As the as the artist, why? I think probably because of the uh, management. I I was in the same days uh, that you know took care of me. I think they they didn't do it for the wrong reasons. You know they was trying to protect me, but they didn't let me be myself. You know one hundred percent and to to be the funny person I am and the critics. Uh, I I am so I like to critic. People <laughs> yeah, yeah and that's not a bad thing, but maybe they was afraid of that and uh, they were afraid of it um it wasn't so easy to be at such a big company and take care of such a big competition and not to like make mistakes. It was tough uh for me and for everyone uh around me, so there was just they were just pro- trying to protect me they didn't let me be myself one hundred percent and I I kind of appreciate them about that, but I know I knew when experience was over. I knew what I had to fix in myself, and that's what I did. I just changed like
2: 180
1: <laughs> upside down. Yes, I lost weight. I started to bring out some new music, like different one. I left uh, a Algoland's company, and I started a, a new direction, a new way, a new a new me. Yeah. And that's great for me. That's the biggest accomplishment.
0: Eurovision in 2013 was held in Malmö in Sweden since Loreen won the year before. Or Ramalmö, as me and some of my friends call the city, since mm-hmm. it's sadly an extremely anti Semitic city by the Swedish standards. Yes. Did you notice anything about this or heard about it in advance?
1: In advance, yes, you know, everyone is telling you, oh, watch out, mom is such a dangerous place. Don't walk out on the streets when it's night and don't tell anybody you're a Jew or an Israeli. Yeah. Yes, uh, I was directed to that way. Yeah. Um, and I, I noticed it when I was there, you know, there were so many organizations that protested in my uh, hotel, you know, outside my hotel, sorry. To not let Israel uh complete the Eurovision and just you know not let Israel compete anything in that's in Europe, yeah, that was so sad. uh I'm not gonna get into politics right now because I'm not into it, but I think Israel never took nothing from anybody. She just gave protection and space. people just got it the wrong way. <laughs> you know, I was having so much trouble with that i I really thought. In a way, that's not my spot, and I shouldn't be here. And I'm letting down my country when I'm in a place that I don't belong. That I, and people don't want me to be in that place. But afterwards, I realize that such a tiny bit of uh, people, and you know, they they have their opinion, but that's not our opinion. That's not everybody's opinion. Exactly. And I should do my best, and I should uh, make my country proud and myself proud. That was the most most important thing for me in in that Eurovision journey, and I'm thankful.
0: I remember that I was a bit afraid <laughs> when me and my friend waved the Israeli flag outside of the arena before the second semifinal. final. Oh. but luckily nothing happened, and I will send you a picture of this later because believe me, it was the biggest Israeli flag we could find. That we were not even allowed to bring it into the arena because of the size. Oh my of god! It. <laughs> yeah. Oh my
1: god! Okay, you yeah. should you should send it to me. <laughs> By the way.
0: Um, What are your memories from the host City Malmö besides this sad stories about the anti-Semitic I met
1: so many great people, you know, from the production, people that uh, were looking out for us uh, when we were in uh, Malmö. And, you know, of course, the competitors, they were amazing and they were so hugging and protective and they gave me confidence and they made me think, I'm in the best place I can be and with the best people. And they were so comprehending and they were on my side. So I really appreciate them about it because I was a little young child. I was 22 years old and it was so scary, really. It was so scary because usually, you know, in the Eurovision, people don't know you at your name. They know you as your country and that is so scary, Everyone, everyone's calling you Israel, you're Israel everywhere, you're not Moran anymore. So it is so, so scary and so much is on your shoulders. So you can collapse if you're not with your best people and in the best company you, you can be, you can collapse. And thank God uh, my family was with me and my best friends and everyone around me was so supportive. And they were amazing. Without them, I couldn't be going through it, really.
0: A camera team joined you and a documentary was recorded with the title, A Girl with Glasses.
1: Yes, it was such a heartwarming thing, really. That's such a great movie. I I think you watched it?
0: No, (laughs) I I haven't, actually.
1: It just came on YouTube, I think two months ago. Oh. Amazing, I guess. Someone sent it to me and I was shocked. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So I'll send it to you yeah, too. please, please do, please. <coughs> of course, I will. I have heard you had some problems to find the perfect pair of glasses for the show and both brought six pairs to Sweden.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, an Israeli company named Carolina Lemke, uh, which Bara Fairly owns the company, the supermodel. Oh. They uh, brought me like 10 pairs of glasses, like sunglasses and regular glasses for the competition and six of them really was for the competition and I just changed (laughs) it was so funny I just changed a lot of glasses to find and I really was blind you know afterwards I I, I did a surgery to to take off the glasses so I'm not with them today but I was really like blind (laughs) (laughs) so I I, I really needed them you know it wasn't just an accessory (laughs) I really needed the glasses and it was very hard to find the the perfect ones, But, you know, I, I'm not sorry on, about anything. I really like the dress. I like the glasses. I like the hair. I like the makeup. I like everything.
0: Perfect. And I believe that you are one of a very small percentage of artists who have performed in Eurovision with glasses on, and I'm not counting sunglasses here. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I don't think there were so many. Uh, I think, yeah.
0: Uh, How many there were? <laughs> I don't know, but I, I besides you, I can't, I can't remember any, anyone more. Is ex- 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 uh, Italy in
2: 1984? <laughs>
0: But there are some more, but maybe, I don't know, five or ten, I believe.
1: Okay, okay. Something like that. That's good for
0: us. (laughs) That's good for me. We must talk about the rest of your outfit. Come on. I have read online that the fashion (laughs) designer, John Galliano, was contacted (laughs) about creating your outfit. But because of anti-Semitic statements on his part in the past, he was stopped from making your outfit. Is this true?
1: That's true. Um, there were so many, uh, people, uh, complaining about John Galliano designing the Israeli dress for the Eurovision on that stage. People thought I should wear Israeli designers and they were right. Absolutely. Right. We thought about it for like two seconds and realized that we have so many talented and extremely talented designers in Israel and one of them should make, uh, my dress. So. We had two dresses, one uh, designed by a Fat colleague that I was uh, in the semi-final with. Yeah. And one by Eliab Sasson that was supposed to be on the finals, but we didn't get to them. Yeah. And I did a cover when I got back to Israel. I did a, newspa- a cover for the newspaper and I wore the dress
0: of Eliab Sasson. <laughs> the one that I didn't... Is it that dress with thousands of Swarovski rhinestones?
1: Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, it was
1: a uh, crinoline in my hips. One of my best friends, Sagittre Vivo, she's a jewelry artist. And she made that crinoline uh, on my hips. And just, how how do I say it? She she just, I don't know if she saw it because it was an iron.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: But she's amazing. And the afterson is amazing. They made such a great dress. And I'm happy to, uh, that I got to wear it on that cover. And that,
0: Do you know what the dresses cost?
1: No, you know what, I really didn't ask because everything was sewn for me, Uh, everything was made for me, so I I didn't even check. Mm. It was part of the process, you know, everyone was just doing it for that special moment and that special stage. it, it wasn't anybody's interest. We just wanted it to look good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I understand. The reason I'm asking is because people have said that their, their outfit was cost like 20 shekels. And the other one has said it's because it cost 200,000 shekels. So it's so funny to hear about stories about the dresses, which <laughs> really difference in the cost.
1: No, it didn't really. It didn't take place in our uh in a way, you yeah. know, the cost of everything. Uh, we just wanted it to be good, to look good, that I feel comfortable in it. And this was main purpose.
0: Um, the dress for the semifinal was designed by Frat Galin. Um It's so funny because it was designed in white and black, which created the image of an hourglass-shaped silhouette on you. And... The design we are familiar with from our random plastic surgeon.
2: And now <laughs> eight years later,
0: you have lost the weight and look like the middle part without doctor's help. <laughs>
1: <That's> genius. <laughs> It's amazing.
0: (laughs) When you wore it, did you think that I'm going to lose this part? I'm going to lose that part, but I don't want to lose this part, the Shadaim.
1: Oh, I lost it. Did you? Yes, of course I did. I lost 35 kilos. You didn't think I lost my Shadaim? (laughs) Maybe not. You know, that's the first part that I lost. Okay. Um, (laughs) But uh, I, I I really didn't think about it. You know what? I... I was really confident about my 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 fat personality. I w- I was growing up a fat kid and a fat teenager and a fat lady, and I was fat in the army and I was fat when I won. A hey, Albolani is calling you, and I was fat in Eurovision. So you know what? That didn't bother me because I I didn't thought I wasn't accomplished and uh, I I I wasn't winning because of it. I I I cannot do things because of it. I'm like no that that really didn't bother me didn't bother me yeah. um my parents when i grew up they were always telling me how pretty i am and how talented i am and they really never uh, told me i'm fat and i have to lose weight and every uncle or cousin that was saying that stuff to me was beaten by my parents yeah. you know really seriously yeah. i'm saying it like yeah. from at the bottom of my heart my parents had such huge part. Uh, they had part of everything I am today, you know, but they had part of my um, confidence. Yes, they built my confidence from zero to hero. <laughs> They're my guide. They are my everything. My parents I couldn't get to where I am today without them. I couldn't get to nothing without them. I really appreciate them and love them so
0: much i don't want to use the word <clears> fat <throat> because it sounds negative but has it been a problem for you to be big
1: but i should i should correct you about that because fat is not negative Fat is a what, what i it was it, it, it's a fact it's not something insultive it's a fact it's a it's a body condition people should see it as it is because fat is not a bad thing it's not a curse it's not a the, that should be unnormal. that that is so normal people are fat people are thin people are high people are short that's a, a physical condition and people should say it as it is i was fat <laughs> <That is. laughs> okay <Yeah>. okay <laughs> so that's a physical condition you know because you don't want to insult uh, yeah. Yeah. somebody you yeah. shouldn't be lying to him
0: yeah <laughs> yeah but I'm maybe so everyone isn't hasn't the confidence that you have maybe that's why I, I
1: yeah but you know we are in 2021 maybe in 2013 you we were right and everywhere and people were saying i'm fat it could be kind of insulting, but today I, I know that that's a physical condition that's what you are you are fat you're thin you are high you're short you are brown you are white you are yellow Everything <laughs> that's your physical condition that's who you are people should be aware of that
0: But in any way do you th- do you feel more healthier today
1: Yes of course Yeah Of course Great. I'm not the healthiest the healthiest person, you know. Uh, my parents are from Georgia and the Georgian food is oh, it's so
0: extremely good. Yeah. <laughs>
1: extremely good and extremely fat. <laughs> <laughs> and so much nuts and oil and, and, and meat and every, everything that's good on earth. It's yeah. on the Georgian food. Really, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I started to lose weight, I promised myself I didn't get rid of nothing that was in my life. I just go down with the with the portions, you yeah. know, uh like third of what I was eating. Yeah. And that's how I lost weight. I combined it with workouts, of course. But I, I, I didn't replace anything. I didn't like get rid of anything. I just a tiny bit less yeah. of everything. Yeah. And that's the way.
0: Do people in Israel see you as a rule model?
1: <laughs> I, I think they are, but, but you know, I didn't do it for them to see me that way. I, I didn't I, I do it for my I did it for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm so happy I can be a role model for anybody, even for my little brothers. I really want to, to make something good, except my music. I want to I want the world to know that people are beautiful as they are. And if something bothers you in yourself, bothers you. Not anybody else. Just you. You should go and fix it. Yeah. You should find a way to fix it in the way that you feel most comfortable with your body and with your essence. And that's so important to me. I'm not skinny today. You know, Gal dot is skinny. I'm not skinny. I'm just skinnier than I was. And that's fine by me. You know, I'm healthier. I'm working out, eating fine.
0: You look amazing. And...
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. But you know, I'm not a supermodel. You know, I'm just, I just lost weight, but I'm not like skinny, the skinniest person you've ever seen. I'm healthy. Thank God for that. Yeah. No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. Seriously. I really think healthier.
0: Yeah. Uh, We go back to Eurovision, but you competed in the second semi semi-final. There and then, did you think it would be a problem to reach the final?
1: Yeah, I know it's going to be a problem. People all around Israel prepared me for that moment, but I I really didn't want to to think about it that way. I I was saying to myself that I'm I'm a singer and it doesn't matter where I come from or how I look or what I bring to the table, I'm just a singer. And that's a singing competition. Yeah. And I realized everyone was right. (laughs) There were so many uh, things besides singing in the Eurovision Song Contest. I really think I didn't wanna think about it. I I just ignored it. Yeah. And it really like slapped me in my face, uh, eventually. <laughs> so <laughs> now I know all the stuff that people were talking about. But I'm really glad, you know, I I was innocent when I go there, when I went there and and you know, that was the whole experience that I I've experienced, and I'm I'm not sorry about anything about my innocence or about nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um. I was a I was a little kid. I was a 20 years old child that came to the biggest stage in the world, and it was amazing. It was breathtaking for me, and I really appreciate that moment, even though I didn't get to the finals.
0: Out of 17 competing songs, you ended 14th, a single point behind the Swiss Salvation Army. And I know that you burst into tears when you realized that you didn't reach mm. the final. Yes. How disappointed were you? Oh, so disappointed
1: because I really thought there wasn't anything I could do better. Anything, I did everything the best way I know, the best way I can. My whole team were amazing. They were so supportive and, and they were great. They did such a great job from the makeup artist. and and the hair and the styling and my, backs, my, my back vocalist and everyone was so into it. And we felt so good about the about the song and about the performance that we gave on stage. So my disappointment just came from the fact that I really did my best and it wasn't enough. Yeah, And it was so sad because I'm always doing my best and it's always enough. So that was the first time I realized that it's not in my hands and sometimes it's just not enough
0: despite in my opinion several good songs Israel failed to qualify to the final every year 2011 to 2014 do you think there is a good reason why despite that, international there... ding dong <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah i think uh i think there was a a, a slight disappointment after Harel. Uh, really, people thought Harel Scott was uh, the winner of that year. Was, was supposed to be the winner, and I think there was. We are a...
0: talking about the song Milim.
1: Yes, amazing song yeah. an yeah. amazing singer and an amazing a...
0: everything. Amazing lyrics uh, amazing. That's poetry. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: That's like a French chanson. <laughs>
2: Ishafirak Milim, Zell Shell Manulin, Elohim, Isha Shirak Milim, Isha Shirak Milim, I glad Benats Lalim. Sparimen Sudarim Uveina Hadarim. Ishafirak Milim, Sel Shell Manulin, Elohim, Isha Shirak
1: Milim. It's amazing, and her uh, eldest brother, Daniel he, wasn't he was the... my back vocalist. Exactly. In the uh, yes, I really loved the, the Scots. They're my great friends. And Danielle and I were together in the army, mm. so we're good friends since then. And I just knew that in the moment I'm gonna be in the Eurovision, Danielle is going to fly there with me. No, I I really didn't know how, but I know I was gonna need Danielle with me. And I think people like was disappointed from her and from Dana, and from Isabel. I don't know, I don't. Know. I really, I really don't know. And because we're Israelis and there was a war in between these years and, you know, I think our political situation was awful.
0: Do you think that's the reason why my fine goal came second to last in the semifinal with uh, same heart?
1: Yes, because there was a war between 2013 and 14, and it was so, so, so hard. I- Well, you know, afterwards came uh, Nadav Gage, who burned the stage. Yeah. And people in Israel just knew it, you know, they just knew that Nadav is going to burn that stage. And it comes down to so many uh, uh, things that that create the best performance. So maybe it wasn't just correct uh, between 2011 and 14. It wasn't just there. I don't know. I really don't know. It's Eurovision, you know. Yeah. It's unpredictable. It's yeah. so unpredictable. Yeah, no Anything one knows could happen. Yeah, yeah, no one knows. But we knew about Neta. We knew that Neta is gonna win. And I know in my and I knew in my year that Denmark is gonna win. I knew it. I knew that uh, the that girl is gonna win.
0: Did you see her as your biggest competitor?
1: no because i knew she was gonna win i think um, i was my biggest competitor i just wanted to prove myself that i'm capable to do it and i did yeah you know. how many times can we win lose?
2: how many times can we...
0: Moldova you said before was your favorite song among the songs. Did you like yes. did you like any more? one more?
1: Of course I did. I liked very much. I liked Georgia's song, Waterfall. Oh, I like Greece! Alcohol is free! How they call it. Oh, I like them so much! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I like Sweden. The, the guy from Sweden, the X Factor or something that came yeah. just a year after.
0: Yeah, Pop Idol. Rob-
1: yes, it was amazing! Wow, what a singer!
2: is it crazy, yeah, isn't it crazy, it's all because of you, all because of you.
1: that's it (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking I'm just joking I I couldn't even remember all the songs and Denmark of course the winning song it was just a great song I'm listening to it nowadays
0: the day after the semi-final you turned 22 how did you celebrate your birthday after this loss
1: with laughter and tears together all combined, <laughs> <laughs> because it was such such heartbreaking experience for me to take part in my 22nd birthday. Yeah. But that was, I think the, the strongest and the biggest experience I ever took part in. And that's my biggest gift to that birthday. I knew myself a lot better. And my friends and my abilities. I knew my voice better. I knew myself in pressure. I know myself when I'm happy. I just realized who I am, like all over again. Yeah. I just came to new conclusions and and I think my way did change since the competition. Yes. It it just changed all the way around. Nothing was like it was earlier.
0: Denmark won with some barefooted teardrops, Azerbaijan came second by encasing a dancer in a box, and Ukraine ended third with the help of a giant. Do you have any opinion about the top three? The guy in the box where were second uh, yeah. called me? Yes. Really? Yeah. I really like that song. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I really like the song. It was a, it was a great song. Um, no, I didn't have uh, a lot to say. Where did Moldova end? It?
0: Ooh, in the middle, I believe. I can't remember mm. right now. Um... Such a pity. But uh, we knew uh, Denmark is going to, going
1: to win. And homie was second wow. that's amazing I, you know why I didn't even remember that. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so lucky to have you really. I mean
0: really during the two weeks in Sweden, did anything special happen behind the scenes that you can share with us that we don't know about?
1: Oh my god, they you know they wanted to put me hair extensions on my hair, and I did everything. <laughs> You know, I everything I could, just not to put these hair extensions on my hair. <laughs> everything I was capable of doing. Yeah. And I, I convinced uh, the Swedish hairdressers to convince my hairdresser to give up on that. And I just did such a mess there. I started crying and yelling. That's not me. But I, it, it bothered me it just bothered me. I just couldn't stand it on my hair. It was heavy and uncomfortable. And you know, you have such a short time to bring yourself on stage and prove yourself and you don't want anything to bother you. You know, the one came to me on stage and said, maybe you took, you'll take a few steps when the, songs, when the song begins, like two or three steps forward, you'll go into the light." And then you stop and start singing. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just standing in my place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not taking any steps because, because of Frat Kalik, who designed my dress, she uh, designed uh, also a pair of shoes. And this pair of shoes was uh, 20 centimeters high. you know 20 centimeters for a shoe is not okay (laughs) no no (laughs) it's not something to walk with you know you cannot walk with 20 centimeters they can bring you up on stage and like leave you there and that's it (laughs) (laughs) you know that's it you cannot manage the 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 stage and the heels and the excitement and everything no 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 (laughs) no i'm not doing it i'm just staying standing in my place and that's it and so it was And it was so scary, you know, to make a one tiny mistake and that everything will be ruined after it. I was so scared. So I didn't want to to take any chances on it. And and my hair was fine. You know, (laughs) I didn't, I didn't understand what they wanted for my hair. But I send you the, the movie and you see the scene and you, you're going to cry and yell with me, I think. Because that's such a funny scene.
0: Yeah. And you know yeah. that I'm a hairdresser.
1: Really? Yeah. Anissa Par. Oh
0: my God. You're so
1: good in Hebrew. You should make Aliyah, really. I'm not joking. You're so good. You're literally Israeli. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: I had to Google Moldova. She ended 11th out of 26 songs.
1: You know what? She deserved like five or six or seven, if not two. (laughs) If not second. You know, I really like that song, really. You're high as a mountain and you're singing from that up high. Yeah. Comparing to the fact that I didn't want to take two steps to the light. (laughs) Good for her. It was amazing
0: did you wrote a hebrew um lyrics
1: oh uh, no you translate we didn't get it? to that because ah, okay. uh, it was stuck in the
0: before that the,
1: yes <laughs> yeah. yeah we wanted to buy it to buy the the rhyme the song and they were so tough about it because it was like really a one one month afterwards and so it was like still hot and no it just didn't
0: work out what happened after the, the Eurovision trip? How was it you go back to Israel?
1: I came back to Israel. People were very supportive. Um, some of them, you know, laughed about my dress, about my hair, about my glasses, about everything. I was in every talk show in Israel because of that dress. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. I, I, and I liked it, you know, I, I just have to put it on the table. I love the dress. I loved loved everything. You know, it was not chosen for me. I chose it.
0: Do you (laughs) still have the dress?
1: No. What can I do with it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can use it as a tent. (laughs) Oh, as a tent,
1: it could be great. Because, you know, it has such a a huge... um, (laughs) Like the back of the dress was huge. It was on half of the stage. So um, it was so hard (laughs) <laughs> Take it off when I uh, got off stage. It was so heavy.
0: Yeah, I can believe.
1: <laughs> and I was so heavy also. So together. <laughs> <laughs> it was very hard. <clears throat> no, and I got it back when I came back to Israel. Uh, she's somewhere in the dress uh, zone. But then like they, they buried it somewhere.
0: Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, I think it belongs to a museum.
1: Yeah, you know what? I, I think that should be a
0: museum for uh, Eurovision dresses.
1: We can we can rearrange that thing, that thing. but where's Dana's dress? Where's the, the parrot?
0: You know what? I saw it actually when I was in Israel um, in 2019. In in Tel Aviv? Yeah, it was a museum with uh, Dana's clothes. Really? Yeah. I should make one for yeah. myself. <laughs> <laughs> I would come, I would come. I should make one. Recently, or to be correct, six days ago, when we recorded this conversation, you released a new song, Ein Lecha Muzag.
1: Yes. You know the meaning of it?
0: Yes, and I really love it. And I've listened Mm -hmm. to it every day since it was released, to be honest with you.
1: Oh, thank you. That's so heartwarming.
0: What can you tell me about it?
1: Oh, Ein Lecha Muzag is a... In uh, in English, it's You Have No Idea. Exactly. That's the translation. Yeah. And Hamusag is the first single of my new EP. Mm. Uh, that's a mini album that I worked the entire last year on. And know, that's the best thing that came out from the Corona year. This and my, my boyfriend, of course and i'm i'm so very excited to share with the audience the experience that i went through the the whole uh last year because i went from a heartbroken girl that uh so many men hurt her and then the corona came and i was a heartbroken girl and a lonely girl and we weren't working So while I was working, you know, the job always like kept me on point. You know, I was working, I was in my in my zone and nothing bothered me as long as I was working. But the the corona stopped everything and made us sit at home and think about our lives. And I realized I was so, so lonely.
2: (laughs) There is no way to
1: So Anna is the first one. And afterwards, there will be a, a story, the story of the, the last year from being heartbroken to being lonely, to being in a relationship, to being fighting in a relationship, like the worst parts of relationship, to being alone uh, by myself, because you just stay with yourself. It's just you and yourself. And that's so important to remember that it doesn't matter uh, how much love and how much experience you have. It's just you, it's just you all along. And I'm so, so very excited to say I wrote half of it Mm. I even mean, even more than I have. But I really, I collected my best friends. They're all singers in Israel and such great people and talented. And I'm thankful for my friends that I collected. They helped me so much to like bring my thoughts to the table, to write it down with no apologies and no, like, it is what it is. And that's my EP.
0: When can we expect the EP to be released?
1: I really wanted it to be released next year before my birthday I think because I want such a hard way to bring it to the table so I wanted it to just come out at the perfect condition and the best way I can bring it it takes time and energy and money I'm doing everything I can to just make it happen at the best condition that I can <laughs>
2: I a point in your eyes, <laughs> the spirit, It's <laughs> just a beautiful thing, And it won't be me for you, i be the
0: And there's a theater play in Israel called Ze'ani. Yes, which you are working with. Zani,
1: yes, Zani is a Israeli play uh, which was uh, written and uh, directed by Maor Zaguri. He's one of the best directors, writers. Uh, he's one of the best persons in Israel. You know, he's such a great person. He he brings you out life in a in a funny way. Yeah, he can, he sh- he shows you that life can be horrible and funny at the same time and that's his genius and he wrote uh entire play on a songs so mm. it's a closure for me so that's the play uh the play is with a songs that's my first time as an actress and uh on theater so that's double the uh excitement and that's a huge closure for me you know to to be recognized as a as an actress and with Eyal Golan songs on the background, so that's so very exciting for me.
0: I hope to travel back to Israel in September. Will the play be running then?
1: Yes, of course. We're coming back in tenth uh, of August. Ooh! And since then, we will we'll be running uh, throughout all Israel. Yeah. Yes. So when you come to Israel you tell me and I'll be arranging some uh, tickets for you
0: Woo <laughs> <laughs> Uh would you like to perform in Eurovision again?
1: I knew you you will be asking that and I was afraid of that question because yes I want to redeem myself. I want to like bring myself a whole new experience to that stage. Yeah. But I don't think I can. That's such a, a huge experience. And the energy that you put in that experience, and the power, and and uh, and all the, the feelings that come with it—it's so so hard. And eventually, I I didn't get to the final, so it was a huge heartbreak. And I'm so afraid to <laughs> to feeling it again. I'm yeah. I'm afraid of it. Yeah. So yes and no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but if you would, would you like to to sing an up song or a ballad?
1: You know, ballads are my forte. Yeah. So I I will always prefer ballads, but because the fact I already perform with a ballad and I'm thinner and I I look different, yes, an up temple song will be great for me. <laughs> yeah, I do it with an up temple song. And now, uh, you know, they 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 begin in Israel to mm-hmm. with Prepare. the X Factor. Yeah. Yes. yes the X Factor is now uh, sending the Eurovision uh, contestant. And that's amazing. I have a few friends that are uh, competing and I feel so sorry about them because I know one of them is gonna win. And that's that's such a hard experience, you know? Even if you speak about it and tell everything that you've experienced, the people won't get it till they will experience that. So, I wish them the best of luck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I always ask my guests as the last question who they think I should invite to the podcast. And now I had so many guests from Israel, but I haven't had everyone yet. But who do you suggest?
1: Mm, Maybe Nadav nadav uh, came out with a new single now Mm. and he's great yeah Uh, i really like that kid you know (laughs) yeah i really love him you know when i when i heard nadav singing for the first time in the in the next israeli star i thought that's the voice of my child you know
2: yeah yeah
1: (laughs) i'm not joking i I heard him sing and i said oh my god my child should sing that way really and i am so hopeful that one day when I have a child, he would look and sing like Nadav Gitch. Seriously. <laughs> um, so bring Nadav.
0: Yeah, and I He'll consider myself as a golden boy, so that would be perfect.
1: Oh, amazing. <laughs> so you're my golden boy now.
0: Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, I'm Israel Chai. Vetu daraba, Muran.
1: I'm Israel Chai, Emil. I was so happy to, to do this conversation with you. Thank you so
0: much. Ve Todaraba to all listeners of this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast platform and follow Eurovision Legends on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to contact me, my mail is eml at And you can find more information on Eurovisionlegends.se.
1: I really appreciate you about it. Thank you so much. It was a great interview for me
0: thank you so much (laughs) Lehitraot Lehitraot Emil it was so nice and I hope we meet in September oh
1: my god I really hope so too